ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in the countries of China, Russia, and Finland and in the states of Maryland, Arizona, and Washington. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep Keep sending me your questions and comments. Since August 24th, at the end of each show, I've been sharing the name of an archangel and what their main purpose is, or information about a special spiritual group that wants to help you and all of humankind to grow and evolve. Be sure to listen at the end of the show today to learn about a group that helps us feel at peace. Last week's show with Cooch and Victor Daniels shared how working with our chakras can help us heal psychologically and become enlightened. With their wonderful exercises, you can become your own psychologist and spiritual guide. For more shows on these topics, search my episodes list and don't miss today's guest's Enlightenment Now show on March 9th. Click on the episode link on this page to hear these or any other shows that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. As one listener said when she listens to a show more than once the information sinks in at a deeper level and she also picks up new ideas that she had missed previously. You have easy access anytime day or night allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Some people listen when relaxing, sharing time with a loved one, exercising, commuting in the middle of the night or when needing hope and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self. Your soul, your intuition, your gut feelings, your guidance. Our limitless higher self is the wiser part of ourselves, the part that knows the truth of who we are. Our logical mind is so loud, however, that it often drowns out the wisdom that's trying to guide us on our authentic path. As you learn to listen to the still small voice within, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. This connection gives you an inner foundation of love which eliminates fear. It's through this love that you 
can heal the planet and yourself and make the shift into the fourth dimension. Our higher self helps us find safety and can even save our own life and others' lives. We must train ourselves to trust our higher self, our intuition, and never go against it. Don't talk yourself out of what you feel or let others say or think what others say or think influence what you do. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Observe nature. One form of meditation is to sit and relax in nature or to look outside from a comfortable spot. Enjoy the beauty of the sunset, the flowers, the birds singing. We live in a fast-paced world with to-do lists that keep getting longer no matter how much we get done. We spend one to eight hours a day worrying and most heart attacks occur on Sunday night because of worry about returning to work. We have pills to help us sleep and anti-anxiety medications and antidepressants to help us make it through the day. Deepak Chopra tells us that 95% of diseases due to lifestyle, including stress, diet, and inactivity. We know that cortisol, the stress hormone, causes inflammation, which causes disease, and yet we still keep racing through our lives. We watch the news before we go to sleep and fill our hearts and minds with the worries of the day and the times that we live in. Every day there's something new to create more fear. We open Facebook to catch up with friends and are bombarded with the tragic events of the day or someone spreading negative and mean-spirited videos. In the face of all of this, we must make healthy choices for ourselves. Limit your exposure to the news and social media and definitely avoid them before bed and find some way to calm your mind. Study shows that walking in nature or even using a picture of nature as a screensaver decreases anxiety and stress. Meditation, breathing deeply and laughing are all helpful. Find the techniques that work for you and build them into your day. Especially in these troubling times, we must find peace and joy in our own lives. It's essential that we not get caught up in the fear and trauma that's presented to us on a daily basis, even on a moment-to-moment basis. Protect yourself from the fear, violence, and chaos, and seek out like-minded people who find the beauty, peace, and joy in life. No matter what is going on in the world and in your own life, peace and happiness are possible. In my past life regression workshop last Saturday, one person had a past life memory of being a young child who had been separated from her mother. Although she was clearly alone and looking for her mother, she was completely calm. I suggested that when she gets stressed in her current life, that she go back to that feeling of calm. We can all do that. We have a choice to allow ourselves to spin out of control or to engage with life in ways that help us heal and find the inner peace that is deep within each of us. 
My next workshop is Receive Abundance in 2018. Set the energy for love, health, and wealth. Abundance is a gift of love from the divine. As a child of infinite love, it's your birthright. All you have to do is remove the hidden blocks to receiving. Know you're deserving and open the door. Since there are numerous layers of consciousness from the surface levels of the conscious mind to the deepest levels of the unconscious mind, the process of bringing in abundance does not always always happen immediately. Your commitment, patience, faith, trust, and gratitude are the keys to nurturing your path to lasting abundance. We have at least 60,000 thoughts a day, and over 80% of those thoughts are negative. Even more disturbing is that we keep repeating the same negative thoughts over and over again from day to day, week to week, and year to year. This affects our self-esteem, self-confidence, relationships, health, and even financial abundance. In fact, it affects every area of your life. Everything begins and ends with your mind. What you give power to has power over you, but only if you allow it. In this experiential workshop, you will discover and remove the hidden blocks to your abundance. Experience the feeling of deserving. Open your mind and heart to receiving. Learn how to recognize and be grateful every step along the way and receive techniques to use on your own. The people who attended last year have experienced major changes in their lives including finding a healthy love relationship, leaving an abusive relationship, improving their physical health, finding fulfilling work with supportive and kind co-workers, and increasing their financial abundance. We will be meeting on Saturday, January 13th. For details and registration, go to paulajoyce.com. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for an individual session or to present this workshop in your area or another one like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body, which will help you feel physically, mentally, and emotionally, even reversing aging. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the beauty, joy, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our returning guest today, Jason Gregory, who will join us after the break and help you breathe your way to peace and freedom, and our surprise guest, Ken Roshan, who will join us now. Ken is publishing a book that I'm grateful to be appearing in, along with many other Voice America hosts. Ken? Yes, how are you? Wonderful. Welcome. I'm so glad you were able to join us. And I'm I'm really excited about 
having you share this wonderful pre- project that you've created and that I'm grateful to be a part of. Well, you just—you definitely deserve to be a part of it. You actually, uh, I've listened to your show and I'm telling you, you have such a great message about actually inspiring people to be the greatness they should be. And so many of us don't understand our potential and you're really reaching that fourth dimension when you say, really believe that you can actually achieve. So I'm glad you're in the book and you deserve to be in the book. Thank you, Ken. Um, and I know this project means a lot to you. Why is it so important, and, and what's it doing to help the world? Well, that's uh, got a couple of answers, actually. My mom passed of Alzheimer's in 2008, so I was looking for a purpose-driven life, and I came across uh, just some hybrid concepts of how we could actually amplify goodness through social media events and photography, And then I met this gentleman, Barry Shore, who handed me a key smiling card, and he had no social presence, no social proof. And I asked him about it, and he says, I'm just doing what I believe I need to do. And I said, well, I think we can do it more powerfully. So I took pictures of people holding the key smiling card, and after getting hundreds and hundreds, if not a thousand of those pictures, I said, why not make a book out of this that actually is a mindset shift? Because as you know, Paula, when you're in a bad mood or you're having a bad day, it, it, it completely attracts more of that until you shift it. And shifting it just simply is going into gratitude or going into love uh, and, and attracting positivity. And so this book is about leaders who cause positivity through their mission, their purpose of making a difference in the world. That's so beautifully said, and even the message, keep smiling, because smiling can actually shift your mood. Um, You can't frown and smile at the same time. You can't be sad and happy at the same time. And so you can force a shift in your um, chemical makeup and in your thoughts and, and how you feel just by making yourself smile or laugh. It's so true. And we don't really ever know, including myself, how powerful we are. And one of the things that does show how powerful we are is when we shift a really bad situation into a good situation. And I I remember Tony Robbins actually saying that there was an example of two people that were shot in Vietnam and they both lost their legs. And one person said, my life is over. And and they turned to drugs, alcohol, and they proved it. And the other person said, "I'm I'm so lucky. It was only my leg. I still have my life. And they became this amazing leader, and they did all these amazing things with their life. So we have a lot of power. And this book is um, honoring people like yourself and other hosts on radio shows that are really committed to making sure their message is being broadcast and impacting as many people because it really is a energy shift in the world right now, and it always has been, that the more people that are leading to send a positive message, the more we cause a positive world. And obviously the versus is if we don't actually embrace positivity, we unfortunately will have no hope and we will, we will not be the powerful people we can be. Uh, exactly. And you're an example. I mean, there you were feeling very sad and I'm sure having all kinds of feelings when your mother passed away and looking for a way to shift the energy. And then the universe connected you. And so I'm sure this has affected you and personally. Well, that was actually one of the most profound things I've heard uh, since my mom's passing, quite frankly, uh, because that is exactly what happened. And I, I was questioning, in other words, if my mom had not passed and had not been 
um, a victim of Alzheimer's, I probably would still be a DJ. I probably would still be living what I would consider a very simple life compared to life I'm living and loving. Because the more purpose and impact you have in your life, the more significant your life is and the more you turn to God or to what you believe in and say, there is a reason I'm here. And that, that, that's very important. So every day, my wife says, you work so hard. It's not work. When you're on a purpose-driven life, it's actually joy. And so I'm so excited that we have 12 books. Uh, the, the Keep Smiling book for Voice America is going to come out early next year. And it's going to honor people that are really committed to bringing positivity and leadership and spirituality in, um, in, in just shifting to be more powerful. And, and that's for anybody. If, you, if you're an artist and your work's not being seen, then you get depressed. But if you shift it and you actually connect with people that are positive, they're going to share your work and you're going to be a more powerful artist. So it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. You need to connect with positivity. And and it means that we have to take responsibility for our lives and for whether we're happy or sad or angry. It's not that we don't ever experience these emotions. Certainly we do. But not to get stuck in them or for them to become who we are, to allow ourselves to feel, for it to pass through. You had to mourn your mother. We all have sadness. But then it, it, if we can allow it to engulf us and become us or we can let it flow through us and then bring in more joy and happiness well put and uh, I'd just like to add to that that when you are stuck in this uh, pity party or this non-shift you are actually punishing everyone you're encountering and you're not getting the gift of what they can give you so uh, a simple stranger that you're in this bad mood, you don't know who the stranger is and you'll never will. But when you have this positive smile and this positive energy, you attract that stranger to become actually a friend, an ally, a powerful partner, and you learn about them. And next thing you know, abundance is being co-created. So it's, it's a very powerful uh, example of what you can do with the control you have. Absolutely, and it shifts our energy and the person, everyone around us, whether we even talk to them or not, picks up on that positive energy and it helps them shift um, to a more positive state. So it's, it's profound healing that we do, as we do it for ourselves, we are actually doing it for the world. I'm so grateful to you, Ken, for you're recognizing the potential with this project and continuing to build it and with such a positive, beautiful energy and and joy. It's wonderful. How can um, people get this book? I know that it's not going to be published till January, and I'll share that when it is published, but um, how can people listening find it in January? Well, we have several places. The Keep Smiling Movement on Facebook is one place where we keep all the updates. Uh, we also have Voice America, and then we have Amazon. So all those that, if you look up Keep Smiling Movement or Keep Smiling Shift Happens book, that'll happen. I do want to say one thing that you uh, had just mentioned about um, the mood and, and what you're creating uh, from a, a healing standpoint. But there's another side to healing because healing's abundance in energy. And if you want abundance in income, abundance in love, and abundance in obviously energy, then when you do shift and you're in this smile frame of mind and this 
uh, <clears throat> positivity, what happens is you're actually uh, perpetuating every single action that happens in life to actually synergize at an infinite level. So I, I am so excited about life right now because when I believed in this, it did not make, it, it made sense, but it didn't have any founding except for a theory. And the more I practice this, the more I'm actually living a life I love. Thank you so much, Ken. Many blessings on the path and continued success with spreading Keep Smiling. Thank you. Thank <laughs> um, you, Paula. You're, you're we'll welcome. have you on our show later, too, because I'd like to actually have my audience hear your beautiful message. Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, and you're listening, you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music and the joy of being alive with all the violence, hurtful words, anger, and fear that's being spread. We must find a way to keep ourselves positive. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world, like keep smiling. As one Facebook friend told me this week, I read your posts every evening. Your posts help me shift into a positive frame of mind. Remember, the answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to like us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Read about and register for my receiving abundance in 2018 workshop or contact me to schedule one in your area stay tuned we'll be right back with jason gregory who will help you breathe your way to peace and freedom find out what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners. And as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach millions of people. If this interests you, if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say. So please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And now I'm so grateful to introduce Jason Gregory, who's here for a return visit because we had such a great time the first time. He's a teacher and international speaker specializing in Eastern and Western philosophy, the comparative religion, psychology, and metaphysics. He's the author of Fasting the Mind, Enlightenment Now, and the Science and Practice of Humility. For several years, he has lived in Asia studying the classical spiritual traditions of the East. His work is focused on the benefits of Eastern wisdom in the modern world and how it can transform our lives to live more optimally and peacefully. I'm so pleased to welcome Jason Gregory, who will talk with us about breathing your way to peace and freedom. Welcome back, Jason. (laughs) It's good to be back on, Paula. I, I always enjoy our conversations. Well, thank you. Me too. And I know you're um, hopefully resettled in your new home in Korea. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm in Australia at the moment. Um, oh, yeah, so all over. Okay, all over. Yeah, yeah. Um, who knows where I'll be next time we speak? So. Right. Well, wonderful. Okay. Well, I hope all is well wherever you are. And I. Uh, Tell us about your title of your book is Fasting the Mind, and I know it's not just a clever title, it has real meaning, so talk to us about that, please. Yeah, well, Fasting the Mind's um, an, an ancient practice. When, you know, a lot of people uh, mistakenly think that the title of Fasting the Mind is, has something to do with bodily fasting, but that's that's not the way it is. Fasting the Mind's an ancient practice, and to understand it, you've got to think about, you know, in the same context of how we fast the body. So we fast the body so the body heals itself and we get we get rid of certain toxins that we've developed from eating certain foods over time and so forth and so on. And so we go through this this cleansing period. And and likewise with the mind, what they what the ancients used to do is they would take take time away from society. Sometimes people would go permanently away from society and refrain from any, well, I should say, unnecessary s- stimulants. So, you know, be that whatever certain foods they ate or particular, especially through the, the eyes and the ears, what we consume through the eyes and the ears, they would refrain from taking in like entertainment and so forth and so on to completely shut down their their, their nervous system. And, this, and what this does is when you begin to fast the mind like that, when you're starving it from... Um, sensory input is that you begin to to heal all of your cognitive impairment, and so 
this has a, a lasting lasting benefits when we can when we can apply it to our life and so you know I, I believe that the method of fasting the mind is is most beneficial especially in the modern world because of how how fast the, the world has got how busy everyone is in every day so I feel that a lot of us are getting busier and busier but we're not taking any time just to fast our mind to come back down to the ground of reality and allow our mind to heal at a deep level um what, what we're really doing instead is we're accumulating more information, accumulating more entertainment and all of this accumulation and what it's doing is it's, it's enhancing our anxiety, it's enhancing our stress and people are, are wondering why, you know, people are going towards more pharmaceuticals to deal with stress and anxiety issues and mental health issues such as depression and they think that these pharmaceuticals are going to help and that, and that they can just keep doing what they usually do, you know, consume a lot of TV, play with their smartphone 24 hours a day, multitask and so forth and so on. But, you know, this is impossible. The mind the, the mind does have a limit and I think what a lot of people are working out in the modern day is that, you know, we, we have to slow down or, or we're going to – who knows what the human race will look like in 100 years if we don't slow down, Paula. Well, and and what we're doing to ourselves with all the stress hormones, and we think, I mean, I've literally had people to say to me that they're fine, they're they're really happy, they're doing well, and then as the conversation goes on, literally in the same conversation, they'll tell me that they're taking antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds, and they're believing, they truly believe that that's okay, and they're fine, and they're not because what's going on underneath is still a mess that's going to pop up as illness or mental or physical or emotional illness. Yeah, it's, it, it is absolutely crazy. Like the last time I was in the U.S. when I, when I lectured there last year, I, I found it surprising that even some of my good friends who are actually authors and lecturers and that themselves – you know they're all on they're all on medication or or they're or they're taking advil every day or you know there's there's something going on and and it's a lot of it comes to the tendency everyone's trying to get ahead ahead of each other you know we're all trying to stand on each other's shoulders you know above above each other and i think that this this tendency sort of got to cease you know we live in a culture now with the instagram and facebook and youtube and this and that and everyone's looking at what everybody else is doing and so we get into this mentality that well look what they're doing i have to succeed as well and the thing is that you know we we're all not made the same you know paula likes certain things and is attracted to certain things different than jason you know you might like ice cream i might like um pudding you know or something like this you know but psychologically we're like that as well you know we we have different different likes and dislikes that we're naturally attracted to. So some people are naturally geared towards entrepreneurship and, and so forth and so on. Other people are naturally geared towards meditation and deeper contemplation and other people are just, you know, um, they just like to live life and have a family and so forth and so on. So, you know, we all have our own particular paths, but I think that what what has happened in the modern world with the advent of social media is everyone is, you know, they – I. I heard your your first speaker talk about Tony Robbins, and you know I love Tony Robbins, but 
one thing that happens is people go to a Tony Robbins conference and they all think that they've all got to be like Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins is a unique character. You know, he's a unique character. He's a great man. But everyone else is as well. And we all have our own unique talents and our own unique skills that we can enhance if we begin to slow down instead of trying to stand on each other's shoulders. So we're, we, we stand out above the crowd. You know, this is um, one of the big problems in the world, I believe, Paula. I that's so beautifully said and so true is that uh, you know when as we grow up most of us are told who we are um, whether people intend to be um, controlling or not is not the point, but all of the information we're giving, given about who we are, who we should be, what we do well, what we shouldn't do, can't do, all of that gets collected and locks us out of our true gifts and our true self and, and finding the beauty of who we really are. So we try to become whatever it is is that we're supposed to and I think that's what you're talking about we become competitive because we're not ourselves we're not who we are and so we try to become the best of whatever it is we're supposed to be and none of it is satisfying no it's not and you know it's, a, it's such a deep cognitive um, impairment as well because you know when we look at education and we look at modern education they only enhance one aspect of the mind, which is the rational aspect, which is, you know, I speak about it a lot in the, in the book, The Prefrontal Cortex, and we're only really enhancing that. So when you're only enhancing your rational thinking, people get into the state, like when they do see someone who is successful, they, they're just very analytical about it. Well, he's successful. I'm going to do things just like him, and I'm just going to have this very stoic mindset where I'm just going to push, push, push until – the envelope bends, but then what they work out is that, you know, not a lot, you know, what most people do find out is that they're not all made the same. And sometimes some people can't have that temperament towards life. Some people aren't good with a lot of discipline in that, in that regard. Some people, you know, aren't good with a lot of rational thinking either. So, you know, this is a, it's a foundational problem all around the world at the moment, actually. And I speak a lot about it in the book, especially when you know, you talk about rational thinking as opposed to intuitive thinking, which is, you know, natural, you know, everyone has intuition and rationality in the prefrontal cortex or, or what we would call cold cognition and cognitive science is this later developing part of the brain, which is useful, obviously, because it makes us become good, you know, managers of our life. We, we can um, learn certain information and, and skills and that with it but everything is ingrained into the much more ancient intuitive hot cognitive system and so we, there's a big suppression of that and an enhancement of this this cold you know sense of rationality that we have so you know this is a big problem that a, a lot of people aren't looking at and this is what this is what actually if you want to go deeper into it Paul this is what the this is what the hallmark is between the defining hallmark between atheists and, and spiritually minded people, like, for example, religious or spiritual people will be much more intuitive and much more um, natural, whereas atheists will be much more rational, analytical, and think about things in a very matter-of-effect manner. So 
but the problem is, is we're, we're only creating that sort of person in the world now. So that's why spirituality is diminishing. Religions are, you know, people are leaving religions by the droves and we're seeing this. And, you know, I'm not saying that it's a good or bad, but what, what I see wrong with it is that the natural side of ourself is being suppressed and we're not allowing for that spontaneous beauty to come into life, which, you know, is really destroying our mind at, at a fundamental level. Uh, so true. And when we come back after break, let's talk more about that because it it is worldwide and it is so true that we must reconnect with the intuitive um, part of ourselves, that, that part that knows who we are and is really... Um, I'm going to use a phrase, dying to come out. <laughs> and if we don't let it come out, we are dying. So um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows in the chapter and my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, your intuition, what we're talking about, and healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to talk more with Jason Gregory about finding peace and freedom and reconnecting with your intuitive self. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one of a kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214 208 3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214 208 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce 
To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I'm so glad we're here with Jason Gregory. I love talking with him. And there's so much wisdom that he has to share with us in so many ways that we all need to hear now. And so we were just talking about um, the intuitive self and um, fasting the mind and, and what that really means and how we can reconnect. Hi, Jason, how can we, and I use that word reconnect because I think most of us are disconnected from our intuitive, natural self. I like the word that you use, natural self. Mm. How, how do we reconnect? It's a great question. And you're spot on, I think, there, Paula. A lot of people are walking around disconnected daily. You know, we only have to look outside. You know, I've, I've traveled the world and I see it every day. Um, how to reconnect, you know, in the book, I speak about a lot of methods. I've actually got a lifestyle uh, discipline of fasting the mind there. Um, but when we look at when we look at the ancients and we look at what they delivered with this practice, you know, they speak about, and even cognitive science speaks about this. There's two two functions of the mind. We don't want to say they're two separate parts of the mind, but two functions of the mind, which I sort of alluded to before the break, and that's the the rational analytical part of the mind, which is in the prefrontal cortex, um, which is called the cold cognition and cognitive science. And then there's the intuitive natural self, which is in the more unconscious parts of um, the, the brain, which uh, is, is referred to as hot cognition. You know, that's where the spontaneous nature of life comes into being. That's where, that's where you can open and close your hand and you don't even have to think about it. You know, your head turns, you know, all of these things you don't have to think about. Um, so, and this is how you develop skill, actually. Skill, like if you see someone who plays a violin beautifully or someone who's an athlete or someone who just has a, a, way, a way of speaking or writing or so forth and so on, they have it. They have this ingrained skill within their hot system that's come from years of repetition that just comes to them like, like opening and closing their hand. And so the idea in, in, in the ancient East, especially in China and India, was that that rational part of our mind is what blocks that intuitive part of our mind, that, that natural part of our existence coming into being. So that's the one that, you know, so for example, in one of the ancient Taoist sages, Zhuangzi, he he spoke about this this idea of Qing in Chinese, which means it means species specific essence. So when he talks about species specific essence, like if you look at a horse, you know only a horse gracefully gallops the way it does. So that would be its species specific essence. And Zhuangzi said that our species specific essence was actually a flaw. Um, and what he means by that, he said that our ching is our ability to discern between this and that. And he said that this is actually a fundamental flaw because this is where likes and dislikes and uh, Jason is bad, Paula is good, all of these things come from this place. And we lose our sense of naturalness 
and we start to give life too much meaning as opposed to just you know experiencing life and its and its beauty and its joy and so Drungzu would say that what we have to do this is actually where the the where fasting the mind first the terminology first came from because there was a story in the Drungzu text and there was this one of his disciples um, was talking about you know he was going to go to one of these western states in China and, and he was going to try and make this this unruly ruler um, to become you know trying to train him to become compassionate and forgiving and so forth and so on and then Zhuangzi was shooting down all of his ideas, saying, "No, no, you're still trying to change him according to your own will." And so the the guy said, "Well, what should I do?" And he said, "You have to fast the mind. You have to get rid of that one who's trying to change the world, and and just you know be yourself in the presence of him, which will transform him. You know, not in those, not in so much in those words, but kind of along those lines. So the point is, is that." What Drungs are saying is that this thing that we have, this rational aspect of ourself, blocks that natural self. It's when we start to analyze everything and anything, then we start to, you know, we become like a calculator instead of, you know, the natural human being that we are, which can express, can, you know, experience joy and can, you know, show our own beauty, you know, and show our own love to other people. And, but the thing is that this, this, Ching this um, aspect of ourself that discerns between this and that blocks us off. So when Zhuangzi says faster mind, he 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 offers techniques like anybody else in the ancient in the ancient East, which is obviously meditation. So specifically vipassana meditation. If I think you're familiar with vipassana, Paula. And yes. Could you just? Um, I know it's about breath. Could you just talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's such a simple and beautiful way to engage in meditation. Definitely, yeah. Well, vipassana is it's vipassana actually means insight into your your true nature. It's like insight meditation, you could say. So, it's 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 such a simple practice, but so deep. You know, you you are following your breath. Um, there's a few methods that you can use. You know, there's there's vipassana and there's also open awareness meditation and Zen. Um, in vipassana, you're, you're following the the natural rhythms of your breath. You're trying to follow the natural rhythms of your breath, basically. So you're trying to breathe naturally, bring um, following that breath, and and getting back into well, well, what that does naturally is it it, it brings you back into stillness. And then in Vipassana, what you've got to do then is transfer that to the sensations within your body. And you've got to start to become cognizant of the sensations in your body, no matter whether that's pain or, you know, you might have a niggling injury somewhere. You know, if you feel that on a very deep level. And what, what, what this practice actually does is when you continually practice Vipassana is that you know, it's an ancient science. You know, this kind of leads into Eastern psychology where a lot of people always wonder, well, how do I, how do I transform my, my subconscious? Like, how do I change my subconscious tendencies, which is called samskaras in, in, in Sanskrit? And, well, basically, you have to change your habits. Uh, you transform your habits and your actions, actions being karma and habits and tendencies being vasanas. So, you know, in in um, vipassana, what you do is you go into stillness meditation where you follow your breath naturally, like that, for you know 
well, well, the actual method of a pasana is you go into a place for 10 days and you meditate for 10 hours a day for 10 days. So it's very strict and it's it, that is completely fast in the mind. You know, it's very rigorous. And it, But the irony is that most people who attend a Vipassana retreat actually all, all complete it, you know, and it does have lasting benefits. But there are a lot of cases where people will just go back to the the bar or something like that and it hasn't affected them at all but um yeah so that's basically vipassana so it's following your natural breath and uh, so and 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 i just want to add that i've i find it so help i only do 10 minutes a day (laughs) but but i do it (laughs) In the morning, and it really does, on a morning where I forget or skip it or whatever, I truly notice the difference in the way my mind works. I'm more scattered. I'm not as um, calm. That that 10 minutes of just, and success is not being 100% focused on on the breath i mean your mind my mind anyway does wander but then i just bring it back and i think it's important for people to know that it's i don't know if anyone can totally um just focus on their breath that meditation isn't a um something to beat yourself up with oh i'm not doing it right it's Uh. doing it right is is just doing it (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the, the good thing is, and, and you know, what a lot of teachers would say, Paula, is that if you recognize your mind's wandering, then this is just part of the practice. You know, this is what people have to realize now in the modern day, that the mind does wander. That's just what it does. It's the nature of the mind, you know. And um, in Vipassana, when you look at, you know, its main practice, which is anapanasati, which means awareness of respiration, um, what what happens is that, when you look, when you're observing, you're you're using that as your anchor. You know, like what you beautifully said, Paul. You're using that awareness of natural breathing as your anchor. When your mind starts to wander, and it will wander, you bring it back. When it wander again, but you bring it back. This is the idea. And you know what most uh, meditation practice practitioners will will tell you would tell your listeners is the more you do it. And the longer stretches that you do it, the, the the quieter your mind will be. But that also depends also on what you're doing outside of meditation. And, and, and you know I explain that in the book as well, that if you're going around, you're meditating, but then after meditation, you're going, you're turning on the music full blast, you're um, scouring the – you're trolling the internet and, and doing this and that. You're agitating the mind constantly. When you go to meditate again the next tomorrow, the next day, your 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 mind is going to be all over the place again. So you have to also cultivate good daily habits to have deep meditation practices. So this is what people need to think about. You have to people have to think about meditation as not as just a practice, but as it's become part of their dietary routine. You know, so you have this. You know, this is why I speak about in the book. You have to concentrate on also your physical health, what you consume, um, what food you consume. Uh, especially, if it's good to have a disciplined diet, no matter what sort of method you follow, and also getting regular good sleep. You know, a lot of people 
who don't meditate effectively, they often suffer because they only get four to five hours sleep a, a day. And anyone who gets, I believe, less than seven is, is going to have trouble meditating deeply because you're not allowing your nervous system to just shut down completely and reinvigorate itself for the, for the day ahead. So, so you know, I would... I'm sorry, we we do have to move on, but what I want to do is say that there is so much information in this book, including where you were going just now, so I encourage um, my listeners to get your book, Fasting the Mind, and to go to jasongregory.org to learn more. Um, we, we could really talk about this for a long time and, and still scratch the surface. So thank you, Jason, so much for being on the show and for writing this book and sharing with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on, Paula. I, you know, anytime, anywhere, I'd, I'd love to be back on. Okay, thank you. Have a beautiful day. And now I'd like to thank my listeners for joining us and um, and want to introduce you to the group called the FONI who work with me and my clients and who want to help you. When you're in need of more peace, ask for their help. Use their own words or say something like, I call upon the FONI and I give you permission in a positive way only to help me experience more peace. Ask for their help when you wake up, go to sleep anytime, day or night to help you let go of worry, anxiety, stress and sleep and meditate. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, new information coming your way. Maybe somebody will um, tell you about a meditation app for your phone or a friend might invite you to a meditation 10-day retreat. Pay attention. This is a process, not an event. Trust that you are um, help that they are helping you to have more peace because they are. I also encourage you to like us on Facebook and to go to paulajoyce.com to look at my services. Please join us next Thursday right here when Dr. Ira Israel will help us shed our false self and live in and with love on December 28th. And Dr. Daniel Four will tell us how our ancestors can help us heal difficult family relationships. And on January 4th, when psychic Dwan Washington will return to do his predictions for 2018, always a listener favorite. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom is designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.